0: This is the Under Center Podcast on the Dynamo Podcast
1: Network.
2: Hello and welcome to the Under Center podcast. I am your host Daramar, and I am joined by two of the only players to end multiple drafts and still waiting to be selected, John Malloy and Jake Woolhead, lads. I have a feeling this year could be your year.
3: Dara, I think this is like uh, deja vu. I think we already done this bit. This is like a Simpsons couch gag that mm-hmm. redoes really itself. But again, I will be Mr. Irrelevant if somebody wants to pay me a couple hundred thousand dollars to get hit by giant men. I'll just do it. I don't mind. I'll take the hit.
0: Yeah, I really thought last year was my year. There was a real gap in the market for undersized, uh, strong safeties. And I really thought I had a shot, but no one wanted to take that chance. So we'll see if they go again this year.
3: After your excellent season last year. After
0: my my player of the year winning season. It wasn't even <laughs> last year. I don't even remember the last time we played football.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, being QB2 and Mitch Risky took your backup job that you were guaranteed there in Buffalo as well. Yeah, i mean. I won. I won
0: a game. I was happy with that. I'll take that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am back in the hot seat this week, lads. You did a great job with your show each last week. Really proud of you, like like a like a proud parent and their children. Now has just uh, gone on to do their own shows. Now I'm going to put you down in, for contracts that you can't leave this show <laughs> because you've hosted the show. So I'll make sure of that. But. We are back and this week is a special week because it is draft week. So we said because it's such a big week, we're going to have a big show and we have a load of guests here to break down the first round of the NFL draft this week. Uh, first of all, we have uh Mitch from the Mitch and the Keg NFL podcast. How are you, man?
4: I'm doing good. Thanks. Thank you very much. Uh, good to be here, gents. And uh, yeah, let's say, draft week's finally here and it uh, feels like it's been forever counting down so far they were now here but yeah uh, get to chat on and uh, yeah we'll get talking about it'd be good
2: yeah excellent And can't wait to hear what you think about the falcons now in in uh, spot number four in a few minutes time also on the show we have two former guests coming back onto the show that's uh, gary furlong and Noel dowling from the irish bears twitter page uh, guys you were so good on previous shows we just had to have you back <laughs>
1: Before I get into a bit of draft
2: talking, I'm trying to figure out what's actually going to happen. Well, that happens. Hopefully, we can uh, figure. Well, we always try to say figure out, but like when we do mock drafts, but well, honestly, we don't have a clue. Well, we might have a clue at the first two, but know it. Before we do get into uh, some draft talk, if you are watching us on YouTube, if you can, can you please like this video and subscribe to the Dynamo Podcast Network. That is where you will get our podcast each and every time we upload a brand new episode. If you prefer the audio version, just do the exact same thing wherever you get your podcasts. Search Dynamo Podcast Network. That's where you'll find the podcast each and every time we upload there as well. So make sure you... uh, subscribe to that too and check out for any and look back at our previous episodes where we've continued our off-season series looking at all 32 teams and what they need to do in this off-season going into the 2021 year but let's get into the draft and let's start the show properly because what we're going to do is we're going to look at the first 10 picks in depth and we're going to Uh, We've all done our own mock drafts, and we're going to give out who we think is going to draft at that position, whether it be a trade or whatnot, and uh, give our reasons why. So we'll start with pick number one, and I think we are all in agreement that Trevor Lawrence from Clemson is going to be the Jaguars pick number one overall this year's draft. So the question is I have for this one, and Jake, I'll start with you first. Is this the most obvious first round pick since Andrew Luck in twenty twelve? I'm glad
3: I got this this pick. This is the easiest one for me to jump right in because the rest of my uh, my mock draft has been woeful, and you'll see as we go down. But yes, this is the easiest one. I could put I could mortgage me house again on the amount of money I would put into Paddy Power for this pick. Now, if I did that, it would buy me the ass. It would probably be Mac Jones, but I'll stick with Trevor Lawrence for now and say the Jags aren't idiots. They're not the Jets, so they will stick with Trevor Lawrence. I think
0: he's the clear number one this year. Is he the, the clearest number one since luck? I don't know. I, I feel like Kyler Murray was pretty clear when he came out. I don't even remember. Did he go number one? I hope he did. He but did. Uh, there's, been some, there's been some good he quarterbacks. been some number one indeed, sir. there would be some good quarterbacks now the last few years. So uh, I think if he can live up to, to Murray, or I presume he'll set his ho- sights a bit higher than that. But if he can have a season like Murray did coming out, I think he'd be pretty... Pretty happy, Mr. Lawrence.
2: Uh, Midge, what do you think?
4: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, definitely for the last few years, I like pointed out, there's obviously been some good quarterback to come out, but <clears throat> I think he's probably the first comparison to Andrew Luck. That's a lot of what the scouts have been saying that in what he brings. I mean, I mean one of the first games I actually ever watched him in terms of tape, it was the, uh, his freshman Alabama tape, the national championship game. And it's just outstanding. Like, you know, the potential is there for him to be great, and I think with the, there's a lot of changes in Jacksonville and Urban Meyer. I think realistically went to Jacksonville purely just to get Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? I don't think he would have gone there uh, any otherwise. It was always going to be Trevor Lawrence. And it's got to turn around some at some point, right? The Jags have picked so many quarterbacks I can't even remember you know the amount of times they've picked in the top five slash top ten pick in the quarterback. So it seems like can it actually be the first time? Uh, that it changes around because I think so I mean he's got all the tools there and um, Jacksonville yeah I feel like they're in a good position at the moment if, if they've got him under center so it's the obvious pick
3: does anybody know where Blake Borles was drafted was he one overall because that would have been absolutely ridiculous I think it was top 5 I believe just that's just
5: it was top 5 then? Mm-hmm. number 3
2: Three, number three, yeah. It's crazy that just a couple of years ago he was one game away from the Super Bowl,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even he, him who let them down; it was the defense. No, <laughs> such an infuriating
5: game to watch. Yeah. It was
2: that defense, but uh Gary, what do I you remember think about fondly, Trevor? As, as a Patriots fan, I'll just back
5: off what, what Midge said. Yeah, like we, I think we all. All of our first encounters with him really on the national stage came against the Alabama game in the Alabama national championship game as a freshman, he blew my heart. And I oh, have a very, very, very good Clemson friend, fan who's a friend. And um, I'm sick of hearing about him going number one overall. It's just been for about two years now. If they don't pick him number one overall, it'll make me a very happy man because I get to laugh at him. But yeah, he's going number one overall. If the Jags mess this up, it'll be the, they'll be calling for heads. Already more only in the job, but the will be head. It's on a silver player. It's definitely going to be the goal boy. Noel.
1: Yeah, just going back to what Minch said, I think I think he's a big reason why Meyer took that job, being able to go in and take him into number one pick. And look, it's it's the obvious choice. he's a big arm, he's mobile, he's accurate. I mean Look, I like Gardner Minshew, but I don't think he's going to be uh, keeping Lawrence out there. So, yeah,
3: it's it's just the obvious pick.
2: Yeah, definitely. Minshew mania is going to be over in Jacksonville this coming year.
3: It's a pity because he has the moustache. He's got that 70s cool vibe, but he's you not You've got to live. love the look, Kevin absolutely. Lawrence. He had the look. He had he had the, what Florida people want in a quarterback. <laughs> Maybe Trevor Lawrence can grow the mustache. I don't know his ability to do that, but we'll come. We'll see come November whether he can do that or not. Here,
2: here's a, here's a question, and I'll, I'll throw it out to you guys. He's only lost two games in college. How long do you give it until he's lost more than two games in the NFL? At uh, three games, yeah, <laughs> week three, know,
3: like... week three, he'll already. <laughs> Let's just remember they steal the jaguars.
0: <laughs> it might be before the season even starts. He might lose his first two, three preseason games. Ah, uh, he won't be playing any of them.
3: No, he has to play them. He, he has to play. Them. Pre-season yeah, he has for to for play sure. them
0: all. All sixty minutes. He's going in on <laughs> defense <laughs> as well.
3: <laughs>
0: Learn the game.
2: Okay, let's move See, on to pick number two. It's called
0: sorry. Very, very like.
5: Oh yeah, it just if you're based on the fact that you only lost two colleges, like you really have to look at the division they're in as well, like and uh, the point AC is just there's no real comp let's be honest, there's no real there. Your closest rival in the past few years in North Carolina. I mean, you're guaranteed to go to playoffs nearly every the college playoff every year. And that's when a good team. So it, he, his bad games have come against the good teams. So we'll see what he looks like now when he's playing the best of the best in the upcoming season. Yeah.
2: And moving on to pick number two, and it is looking like it's going to be Zach Wilson going to the Jets uh, from BYU. Uh, I'll start with you, Fiona, on this one. What do you make of this selection by the Jets? Is Zach Wilson going to be the guy to turn this franchise around?
0: uh the guy to turn it around i don't know but he certainly has the right tools to give it a good shot i don't think i don't think when the guys are evaluating him and i think i agree that uh he has nothing necessarily that explodes and stands out to you but he does a lot of things very well and that usually translates quite good onto the nfl teams it's not always about playing on big teams like we see sometimes the talent around you can can outshine you a little bit or make you look a little bit better than you were. So I kind of like the fact that he came from BYU. It's a little bit of a smaller school. He needed to show off his own personal talents a little bit. So uh, I think it's a solid choice from the Jets. I think he's clearly the second best quarterback in the draft. And from our chat with uh, with the Jets uh, last week, I think they're all going to be pretty happy, With which can be quite difficult for the Jets fans to keep them happy. So I think they're doing something right if they manage to keep them happy on draft
3: day. Yeah, team with such uh, quarterbacks like Mark Sanchez, the Butt Fumble King. Like this is clearly a, a head and shoulders above that. Um, I, now, personally, I don't know where we stand on whether or not Sam Darnold could have succeeded a little bit more with better tools, but we'll see how he gets on. Zach Wilson certainly has mobility, so that always gives rookie quarterbacks an escape route. Hopefully, he doesn't rely on that too much. He can use his arm to get out and make them plays. But yeah, certainly there was a, it was Trevor Lawrence, and then it looks like it's always going to be Zach Wilson now. The Other quarterbacks seem to be a good bit below, um, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson.
2: Uh, no, what do you think about uh, Zach Wilson going to the Jets? Is, is this something you're going to look at uh, with envy? Sort of is he the guy that you think has the capability to uh, make uh, the franchise successful again?
1: Well, I'm a Bears fan, so look at any quarterback with envy to be very <laughs> honest with him. Um, yeah, no, I, I think Wilson's a good choice. He's a good player. He's a smart, player, I think, yeah, I, I think he, he definitely makes the Jets a better team, um, and probably is worthy of that second pick. I know early, early on, it was kind of Fields was considered as that second pick, and Wilson's kind of stepped up recently to, to take it. But yeah, I, I think overall, it's the right pick. It's a Jets go that way, which I'm, I'm pretty sure they will.
2: Uh, Mitch, what do you think?
4: The the only thing that concerns me about I, I have no. Issues with Zach Wilson. I think he's got a great arm, he's got great mobility. Like he's he's definitely the second consensus quarterback in this class, but the it's the Jets that concern me. As much as they've got a whole new coaching to change and everything else, the Jets somehow, throughout the years, always seem to somehow mess it up. And I'd like to hope they think not. They've got some capital now for the first time in a while. They've got a brand new head coach, and I really like Robert Saller. I actually wanted him at the time before. Atlanta announced Arthur Smith, so like I was, I was a big fan of him coming from San Francisco. So I think the tools will be there. The best thing about this sort of situation for him, if there is any, they're in a big rebuild. They got a lot of holes anyway. So the fact is, they will. He will have time to settle his feet a little bit, and there's going to be no pressure next year. I I can still see them being in the top ten in next year's draft. You know, it's not going to be a quick fix, but he's he's going to have to. If you think he's a franchise guy, it just completely makes sense. I think he's got the tools to do so. So. It's an easy pick for for New Yorker.
2: And Gary, finally.
5: Oh, yeah. I hate this move. I, I get it. He has a big arm, he has mobility. But Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in this draft. And I, I like I don't know where all this hate has come from for Justin Fields. Justin Fields with Ohio. He's done it in okay, look, he he played well enough in the national championship game. He's played very well against Thompson twice. Looking at Zach Wilson's opponents, Texas, Troy, North Alabama, it's like Justin Field played the beginning. like. I don't know what's what's the deal here with is that Like, okay, he chose a beautiful ball, and all, but in terms of just being like an overall complete quarterback, I think Zach Wilson's the guy.
2: But no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, I, I I, would agree with you in terms of Justin Fields. I think he's getting a bit unfairly treated. Um, we'll see where he's going to to end up. But I want to move on to, to pick number three because this is sort of, you could say where the draft really starts. Um, yeah. 49ers earlier at the end of last month moved up to number three um, with a trade with the Dolphins. <clears throat> and obviously the narrative is quarterback, is it going to be Trey Lance or Mac Jones? That's what all the insiders are saying now this week. Um, I want to I want to see who do you think they will pick, and I want to know who do you think they should pick. Now, for myself, I would be leaning towards going either Lance or Fields. I, I don't understand the Mac Jones move. Um, I said it on previous shows. I think this is a lot of pre-draft hype about Jones. Um, Obviously, reports are Shanahan loves him so much, but there's others in the within the organization that are leaning towards even going after uh, Lance instead of Jones. So I, I don't know what's going to happen there. It's 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 going to be a it's going to be a hill that he's going to have to die on because if it doesn't work, then Shanahan could be in a bit of trouble. Um, just. One other side note of it as well whoever they do pick, and I think it's an interesting, I think this is probably the best situation any quarterback who'll be drafted in the first round will be going into. This team is Mm set up for success, whatever, no matter what, uh, no matter what player they pick at number three, um, whether it is Jones, Lance, or Fields, that they have everything there to make this a success for this player. So, It'll definitely be interesting that um, which one they do pick, but I, I'll start with um, I'll start with you, uh, Noel, on this one. Like Lance or Lance Fields or Mac Jones, who do you think they'll pick, and then who do you think they should pick? I think they should pick and it's
1: Fields, um, but, but I think they'll pick is Bones. Um, to be fair, I'm still convinced they're going to go Fields, but there's just so much chatter and so much. People in the know now who are saying nope, it's, it's not as as John's and I don't think it'll be Lance. So I think t- John. Um, as you say whatever quarterback ends up in the Shanahan system is going to be put into a good situation to win. But I, I don't know John's shape of, of for me this, you know, moving up, just that kind of suddenly bursting up and moving into everyone's view and. Um, I mean, as I say, Fields it should be, I think, but
3: Jones, I think it will be. I thought I would have a lot of pushback on this as well because I think the whole Jones thing is just a bit of smoke screen. They don't want the Jets doing Jets things and saying, "Oh, you want Fields? Then we'll take Fields." You know, and I think the Jones thing is just. They, they don't want them. Now, having said that, they, like as you said there, the 49ers are going to be the most easy team to walk into and, and be productive as a quarterback, just running that Shanahan system. So even if it was Mr. McCorkle, Mac Jones, he could be successful. He probably would be the most productive quarterback initially in the league, but I don't think he's got – he's not the guy. I think it is Justin Fields. He has a lot more benefits – Gary, you had him as your your second quarterback there in the draft. I think he's going to the 49ers. Mac Jones is dropping way further than we all think.
0: I couldn't disagree more. I think it's Mac Jones. And I think it's Mac Jones because he fits. You're all forgetting. You all want to look at the flash and the razzmatazz of fields running around and all this stuff. But Mac Jones does what the 49ers need him to do. He's got a good head in them. He's going to make sure they're in the right play. He's going to hand the ball off like 60% of the time. And he's going to manage the game very well. And when he turns around, he's going to deliver an accurate ball. The Tennessee Titans don't need a flashy guy, at quarterback. They have Ryan Tannehill and he does the job exactly the way they need him to. It's the same story in the 49ers. That's why I think they go for Wilson. They don't need the guy running around in the backfield. Ma- or Sorry, Jones. I think they go for Mac Jones because I don't think they need all that flash of any of the other guys.
3: I think yeah. it's a it's a good choice. Fiona, I was going to say, they could have drafted you if they just wanted somebody to hand off, but then you said I mean, they delivered an accurate pass. <laughs> they said they delivered an accurate pass, and that was just not your style of quarterback. But,
0: I mean, over five yards, ten yards maybe, but usually the guys <laughs> are much further than that song.
2: Uh, Midge, what do you think about uh, the 49ers at three? Who do you think they're going to go with?
4: I mean, I've been I've been so back and forth, so my actual recent my recent mock draft, other than the one that we've done collab-wise, I actually had Justin Fields, but then the day after... There was obviously this big announcement that obviously the Niners were having this press conference, and then it was basically said that Trey Lance is back in the conversation more than Fields. Um, if I had to pick, I, my my gut's telling me there's gonna be a wrench in there and it and it will be Matt Jones. And and I agree with um Fionn a little bit because I, I feel like you've got to remember with Shanahan's system is going gonna be successful for, for whoever steps in, even even Trey Lance and that everyone is expecting Trey Lance to sit behind for a year because they feel like he needs to sit and learn, learn the system rather than be chucked in straight away. Um, The only thing apparently a knock on with Fields is apparently there's a few character concerns that that I actually recently heard literally just before we come on the show. But that's the only reason. I mean, it could still be either three. My guts tell them it's Matt Jones, but if I, I do feel like that Fields is getting pushed out the conversation he he's definitely in that conversation. It could be any it could be any of those three. So it's it's really hard for me to consensusly pick. Cause even though I pick Fields, it seems very up in the air. And, and look, Shanahan and even John Lynch themselves—they're going to kick the cards close to their chest. I mean, he's already stated that they reckon they could take five players at free. You know, like they're happy with the five graded players they've got. So it could be it could be anyone. But I feel like if I had to do it again, it feels like it wouldn't shock me if it's Matt Jones. Or, or you know any of them but i i do think that i would like fields there i think fields would be amazing in san francisco I, I could just picture him in that giant um sorry the uh niners uniform um just running havoc and obviously like we said shanahan's system is set up for success for any quarterback so um but consensus i think at the moment i would lean a little bit toward matt jones as well
2: yeah well just um on this, on my point of view, because I have a, I'm in a very weird situation now as a Seahawks fan, I get to sit back this this Thursday and just relax, kick my feet up, and not worry about any pick. Well, there is this is the only pick I might be worried about. To pick Mac Jones, I am happy out because I think that it's not, I don't think it is the right pick. I'd be more worried if they did pick up Justin Fields or Trey Lance, but to have Mac Jones there, not that mobile of a quarterback. You get at him, he will panic in the pocket if uh, it's closing in on him. So, absolute I, I, I,
3: absolute hearsay. You don't know what you're talking about, Fionn. <laughs> you don't know what a quarterback <laughs> is we're, in the football we're team. We're
0: plays now. We're saying he's going to get sacked left,
2: right. Hang on a even
3: held a football? Why is Fion, this? I'll give you a little spoiler alert. In my mock draft, Jones goes to the football team. I don't want them. <laughs>
0: No, I didn't want them a little bit. No, I'll take them. that
2: that be good.
0: Man. You're building
2: him up and then we offer you him a, we offer to him to you on a plate in J. Yeah, I'll, I'll take him, I I'd nah, take, nah, take nah, that. Nah,
0: nah. I'd definitely nah. take that for sure.
2: But uh but Gary before we move on, what do you think about the 49ers at 3?
5: I am um, against the goodwill here going to agree with Fionn. It's Mac Jones. So I'm going to take Mac Jones. He doesn't I Completely agree he doesn't have to be flashed. Look at the offense he had at Alabama. John Mechie, Jerry Judy for some time, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris in the backfield. He didn't have to do much with that offense. Same thing here. Come in, plug him in noisy, just hand it off. Simple throws. Playmakers do the business. And then that's that. Simple as. You're wrong.
2: You're wrong, (laughs) <laughs> Jake I know they're wrong but just let them have this let them think any, right. time, any time a
0: Giants fan is disagreeing with you it usually means you're in a good spot
2: to be honest with you especially <laughs> over quarterback <man. laughs>
3: yeah I'm going to focus.
2: this all right let's move on to the next few picks and an interesting stat about the next uh, six picks four of the next Uh, six teams are uh, being run by rookie GMs, and two of those teams have rookie head coaches too. So this is going to be very interesting because we won't have sort of a history on these guys to go off of to figure out what sort of players they're going to be looking for now in the draft. So it could be anyone. But let's start with the Falcons, who do have a brand new GM and a brand new coach. Um, And I admit, because you are the Falcons fan, I'll let you start there. What are you thinking the Falcons are going to be doing it for?
4: So, like I've talked to you boys a little bit before, I actually wrote a little article on it, so hopefully that'll be released tomorrow. I'll, you know, just put it all out there so that'll probably be released on our, on our page at some point. But I've gone through back and forth and thought of, you know, I try not to get too passionate and go, right, what, you know, I know what I would like to do, but I've got to think realistically of what, the, you know, the new front office and back office will do because there's a new regime and there's chances of that it's going to be in time for change. And like I stated before the show, that this is the first time Atlanta have been picked in the top five since picking Matt Ryan in two thousand and eight. Now, you know, they don't plan on being in the top five again. Obviously, no team does. But for me, it makes more I've looked at every option. I'm I'm so I'm not absolutely diabolically against a quarterback, but I do still believe we've got a chance with Matt Ryan. Like I pointed out, there's a matter of quarterbacks that certain t- a lot of teams will still take Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan hasn't always been the problem. You know, we've had a terrible defense for God knows how long, um, you know, especially against the pass. It's been horrendous. So for me, I, if there is a potential trade suitor, I mean, I know New England is apparently trying to push up more upfields, apparently for Justin Fields. Denver's obviously a big trade option. They like both Lance and Fields as well. So I hope that they trigger it and we trade back. That's what I, that's what I really want. And it could still happen. And I think if they, as long as they can stay in the top 10, I think that that's when they'll be happy. And I think that's the main trade suit will be Denver, um, maybe more than New England, but we'll have to see. But I'm so desperate to trade back and get someone on defence like a Patrick Sertain or, or even Mika Parsons could still be there at nine, which me um, should be, which I'd be more than happy in taking. But I can't rule anything out. There's obviously Kyle Pitts. We could just stay at four. And instead of the, um, the quarterback fiasco, he might go, right, I'm taking the best athlete in this draft, and it is Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is an absolute monster. And if you're thinking of pairing him with Calvin Ridley, Julio at the moment, obviously we've heard about the trade rumors, but Julio, Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst, and obviously we need a running back at the moment. But that's just going to be hard to stop either way. So I wouldn't be totally against Kyle Pitts, but I myself would love to trade back really Mm -hmm. just to sort of try and cut it off a little bit there because I know everyone else wants to have a chat. But that's what I would like to see. But I I wouldn't be surprised if it's someone because apparently they love Trey Lance. Apparently that's the quarterback that they reckon that if it is going to be a quarterback, it will
2: be Trey Lance. Jake, what do you think?
3: Yeah, so... Midge, you, you might not like this. Uh, I've oftentimes in the off-season said that the Falcons should have blown up that team um, a couple of years ago for obvious reasons with the terrible results they've had. However, I do believe they're sticking with Matty Ice for a little bit longer, or Matt Ryan rather, um, and they're going to go with Kyle Pitts because I think now they kind of have to go and say, listen, we need to win with Matt Ryan. He obviously has some tools to get to the, to the to Super Bowl, but he needs more weapons. So, I mean, if they got Kyle Pitts, it gives them the opportunity to say, buy Julio, get whatever value you can get from him. And then you still have a playmaker on you a couple of playmakers. Calvin Ridley is, is nothing to be uh, sniffed at. Like he still is a very good wide receiver. So that would give you a potent offense. And and if you really believed in Matt Ryan, then you might as well go for Kyle Pitts, get the best player you can and just try to score as many points. Because it's become a meme at this point that the Falcons are just going to let you score points right back. So they need to score that many points. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, th- I think me and Midge were chatting a little bit before we came on the show and I asked them. obviously, my mock draft just got released on Twitter uh, and I have what I think is one of the the most probable moves that I've predicted is going to happen as opposed to everyone just staying where they are and that is the Broncos moving up. As Midge said, they, they are very high on Justin Fields who in my mock draft is still on the board with the 49ers taking Mac Jones. I think it's a great decision for the Falcons. They stay inside the top 10. They have their pick of the defensive players. As far as I'm concerned, it'll be all offense up until it reaches them down at number nine anyway. So they'll still probably have 90% of their, their slated players that they would like to take still available. It'll also give them, I would expect, quite a bit of capital. Further back in the draft, maybe second round, third round, even next year, which will help that. They're not in a complete rebuild, like Mitch said, but they do have a lot of holes they need to address. So especially if you're looking at linemen, that kind of stuff, that's excellent value to have in the second round, third round. So for me, that's what happens. The the Broncos come up, they get fields. I think he fits better with the Broncos than he does with the 49ers anyway. I think all three teams win there. I think 49ers, (sighs) Broncos and then Atlanta all win in that scenario.
2: Gary, what you think?
5: I just think you just say we are and just after it it's he's absolutely, you've seen his test in his pro day. Lads are free and absolute, like, it probably the, like he is the best athlete in this draft. The whole hybrid, like, is he a tight end? Is he a wide receiver? Is it, like wide receiver body? You have that one on offense. You can't, like, I understand what is saying with the uh, the trades as well. Um, and, I, and I do agree with you on like, the bottom half, of the top 10, and I think he just copied my draft. Um, all the defensive players, the the high-rated ones, are going in the late 9, 10, 11 range. So, again, if it was me, I'd go Kyle Pitts because I'm a sucker for offense. I'm an Oklahoma college fan of offense. I'd take Kyle Pitts, but I can understand the trade down as well.
3: My only fear of Kyle Pitts is having shades of Evan Engram when we were picking and everybody said, oh, Evan Engram, very athletic tight end. You put him up anywhere on the position, but no, he can't block and also he can't catch, which turns out was an important thing for a tight end to do.
0: See, that's that's why I like Atlantic getting out of there because as great as Pitts looked in college, number one, that doesn't always necessarily translate as we saw with Engram. And also, tight end is a difficult spot to get them into the game, it's either like the like the packers use them where it's like red zone only, or a little bit what like New England or with uh, New York tried to do and kind of have them in that midfield, kind of get chunk players up the middle and then spread the ball out wide. So it's the value of yeah. it. Well, yes, you get a phenomenal athlete. I don't think he's gonna flop by any means, but I think for for what Atlanta needs long term they get more value out of getting out of there than taking one single player,
3: in my opinion. They usually also do say tight ends take probably about two years to be fully productive in the league. So, like, are you going to take four and wait two years for them to be that productive? No, I do think that's who they're taking, but,
2: um, yeah. Noel, what do you think yourself?
1: Yeah, similar to a couple of the lads there. I, t- I think they're going to go with pits. Um, I mean, just doing my own draft, I they're the most fascinating team to, to try and predict what's going to happen with them because they will have that many teams who are looking to move up at them. And then they have the option. Obviously, I know a lot of teams have pits as the number one on their boards. I mean, Lawrence may be the number one pick, but a lot of players have pits as the number number one player. Um, but I think they will go with them. But if I was the, the Falcons, I'd be looking at what some of the lads are saying. I would look to, to swap with the Broncos and maybe take Sertan there at number nine and and have that extra couple of picks. Um, I think that would be it'd be a smart move. But I, I just think they... they you know, being topped up, he is—he is a phenomenal athlete, and he is—he's a great player. So, will that translate to the NFL? Well, sure, time will tell. But yeah, I think that's the way they'll go in the end.
2: Yeah, I—I I said they're going to stick and they're going to go with Pitts, Pitts as well. Um I think that a big thing is if you are going to let Julio Jones go, and it looks like it might happen, especially with that cap situation, getting a superstar in ready like pits i know you're saying jake he needs two years to get fully productive but you know this is a guy that can if you do want to move him out into the slot you can do that too i think it will help sort of ease the pain of losing a star player like julio jones um also uh with i know like if 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 it was the case that i think they would like to move back and like saying, reinforce the defense. But I think that an issue with with that, especially, is the 49ers and what they gave up to get to number three, and what the Falcons would be expecting in return to get to number to give up number four. Because even if teams do come to them, the new. Um, the new GM Fontenot is under a bit of pressure there saying if he does want to trade out, he has to get something similar to what the 49ers got. And I don't think that anyone would not be willing to give up that much to, uh, to the Falcons, similar to the 49ers. And then if he was to take a lesser offer he would be the one who's saying, oh, you've messed up this draft. He'd already be on the hot seat before he's really even sat down. So I think it's a very difficult position that they're in. I think the best thing that they can do is just take pits, focus on the defense then maybe for the next couple of rounds after that. Um, but like that and saying, if you're losing Julio and you get pits in, at least you have something there to help ease the burden. And like you're saying, Calvin Ridley is a fantastic wide receiver as well. So they're not left stuck if Julio leaves as well. Um, So they do have some production there. Obviously, it's hard to fill at the boots of of Julio and what he's done with that team. But it it just helps a little bit when you have the likes of Pitts and and, uh, Calvin Ridley there. I think think one thing it does, we do need to take
0: point of, on your point, Dara, is it's what the Atlanta front office has got planned out for this draft, where they have all their grades. And if they trade back okay, maybe they don't get that blockbuster like the 49ers had to give out. But I think if Atlanta have their guys and they know we need two extra picks in the second round, two extra picks in the third round, and they know who they're going after with those picks, I think that could be just as valuable. And if anything, we'll make the 49ers look like they overpaid. And it's about the belief the GM has in himself and in his plan and in this team of the guys they already have, right? The core of players they already have in saying like, OK, I'm going to get a bit of a heat from the fans, but I believe in the guys that I'm going to I'm going to draft. And I reckon I can address 80 percent of the holes that we've got right now if I can get five extra picks, even if they're not all future first round picks.
3: It's kind of a fair point as well, but um, it, it's the first it's his first draft, isn't it? The, the GM. Yeah. Yeah, so is he really going to be making big trades like that in your first draft? I don't know. I've seen a He'll lot of players. in
0: his first draft?
3: G- Gettleman has never traded down. <laughs> He's, <been like> eight <laughs> He's years never of done anything. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think it's a good thing you touched What's on. What's trading down? Like, th- th- this team has a, like, has a lot of holes, especially on defense, and I don't think... It annoys me because a lot of, obviously, when I look to experts and scouts are going on about, obviously, about the quarterback and the situation, it sort of baffles me, and i wrote in my article because I'm there like, yes, you know, obviously, since the Shanahan departed, obviously, that was just one of the highest scoring offences that's been in the NFL when we had that at the time and we got to the Super Bowl, and then, obviously, since then, it's depleted. But we've always had, we've always been able to pass the ball and we've always been able to get some production on offence. Since i followed this team, it's had one top 10 defence in 2017, which was out of nowhere, and it's just been abysmal since, you know, there's only so much you can do on offense. Like you say, we we became a meme. We were like, yeah, we'll score 40, but the other team will score 41, you know? So, and it became a whole thing around where we just can't stop team scoring. And to me, there's more pressing needs. And I think deep down tech, the new GM does know that, you know, I think, and it's a good point you actually pointed out there of, is he going to take so many risks in his first ever draft? You know, we've got to remember that as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, obviously I'm going to be so interested in what happens at four, but I've got to, I've got to expect the unexpected, especially every Falcons fan has to.
2: Okay, Grand, and we will move on to pick number five, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, I'm going to go with uh, Penay Sewell here in this one. It is a difficult choice to predict this one, um, because you do you take the tackle to protect Burrow, or do you go for the old teammate at LSU, Jamar Chase? I'm going with Sewell because my mindset behind this is: you get, you protect Burrow to make the passes to a Higgins to a Boyd. Another possible, it is a deep wide receiver class. You can get someone in the second round as well. You don't get protection for Burrow. You can't. He won't be passing to anybody. It doesn't matter if Jamar Chase is there or not. And it was interesting because. I saw a, a meme when the Bengals uniforms were released last week and it was uh, show me your QB needs protection without showing me your QB needs protection. And it was that picture of Joe, Joey Burrow sitting on, on the throne and that big scar on his knee. That just shows that from there, I was just like, you have to get first pick. You have to get someone to protect him. And that is the best Lyman that there is available and I think and that is Penny, so. Yeah.
3: I think really even if you have gotten a, an act like a, if you've gotten a, a trade offer you probably need to stay there and pick Penesu because we've seen what happened with bad protection for Joe Burrow who was horrible he needs the, the protection if he's the guy that you want them you picked him first overall last year you want him to be on your team for 15 years You need to protect the guy. He's got T. Higgins, got Tyler Boyd, like you said, Joe Mixon in the backfield. It's strong enough offense. You don't need Jamar Chase. You do need Penny Sell. Yeah.
0: So it's a perfect, it's a perfect analysis from Jake. It's it's not about raw ability, it's about what the added value to your team, right? And that tackle gives you much more added value than another star receiver. It doesn't quite translate. So yeah, I think they have to go tackle here.
2: Excellent. So let's move on to pick number six. And Jake, I'm going to let you um, tell us, who did you go for number six with the Dolphins?
3: I went with Jamar Chase in this one. I feel like this was an obvious pick for the Dolphins. When they traded back into six, this is what I feel is their plan because they have to, well, maybe they don't know what they have in it, but you certainly picked them high enough last year that you need to put good, productive weapons around them. You need to show like whether or not he can handle having big receivers, having fast players can he be the guy? And this is your this is the chance uh, that they have to do that. They traded back in, but still maintain a lot of draft capital. So this is an excellent cho- uh, choice for them, I think.
0: Yeah, I went for Kyle Pitts here for Miami. Just it's essentially the same decision, right? On my board, he's still there, but I think me and Jake essentially agree: you take the best weapon still available and you add him in. To try and give Tua a little bit
3: of extra firepower for next season,
2: he already has a good tight end there, and uh, was it Kasiki? Yeah, yeah, he's a very good tight end. But
3: I mean, he's again, good. you need you need to fill players around him when you've got a, a more fuller team and that many picks to pick from. They need to go with the elite guy.
2: Yeah, guys, everyone else pretty much in agreement with Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's that's what I
3: had going oh, there as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so,
5: Chase. So yeah, Jamar Chase.
2: Like. Yeah, it's probably the top wide receiver on, on the board available there. But let's move on to pick number seven, and that is the Detroit Lions with a brand new coach, knee biter, Dan, uh, Mr. Campbell. Uh, Fionn, who are yeah. you picking if you are Lions GM? Probably a bad time to throw to me because I'm picking
0: Jamar Chase because he's still available. <laughs> he's still available on my board. Uh, again, I think I'd be picking. You you can rotate through the guys, right? One of those star wide receivers, whoever you've got graded high, whether Chase is still there, Devontae Smith, maybe Evo Waddle as well. Uh, One of those guys I can really see. The the Lions are one of those teams they need a lot, in my opinion. And so they take the best player available, whoever that is at the time.
3: My one I, I picked was Patrick Surtain, the cornerback, because I feel like the Lions, again, like the Falcons, have one of those memeable defences. They were, I think, 31st in passing defence last year. So they need to up that. And they had that first pick. Um, I can't remember the cornerback's name that they picked last season.
2: Uh, Okuda. Yeah, Jeffrey Okuda, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I went for the Devonta Smith there myself, mostly because Jamar Chase was already gone. Um you know they they've lost so much on the offense as well like Kenny Galladay, of course leaving and you know uh Marvin Jones leaving as well so they 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 need some help out there and um, i know DeVontae Smith's size is an issue but i don't think it's as much of an issue as people think um i think he is quite physical in his own right i think he will make a lot of contet- uh, contested catches i think he is going to have a really good career in the nfl i just hope the Lions will help him succeed and not be the place where his career goes to die.
4: Detroit have got so many holes. Detroit got so many holes. They can afford to take their best graded player, whoever it may be at seven. Yeah, they, yeah. they can sit pretty. They might even get a trade partner, pending if some of the, one of the quarterback slides as well. So that could be an option, but I do think best player available is probably an easy choice because they got new head coach, new, new regime, new everything. So best player available is probably their, their best way.
2: Let's move on to the Panthers at number eight, and uh, Gary, I'm going to let you go uh, with this one. Who did you go for at number eight?
5: I went with Rashawn Slater, the tackle from Northwestern. Uh, keeping it simple, do something that you know New York never done, Protect like Sam Darnold. Um, zero sacks allowed in 2019 on 329 pass block snaps, so yeah, it seems like a solid pick, just Protect them. You're
3: after investing in no tech. Yeah, definitely. I, I kind of went in a different way, and I said, let's give him Devontae Smith, give him a weapon, someone that you can rely on. It's Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. Let's give him another wide receiver. Let him let him be able to play ball. Yeah,
0: I went for Devontae Smith again. But another thing I could see them going for is a, a linebacker. I would say maybe the likes of. Uh, Micah Parsons I think is probably their highest rated linebacker you've also got the guy out of Notre Dame Owusu Koromoa uh, so one of those two guys probably wouldn't be an option I think strengthening that defence is probably not a bad decision for the Panthers so again I had Devontae Smith but I could see them going linebacker too
2: yeah similar to that I went wide receiver but I went for Jalen Waddell Um, instead. So, uh, I know, uh, I think the owner, David Tepper, isn't high on, uh, Sam Darnold. I think he wanted the, you know, the shocking, you know, blockbuster name at quarterback. And obviously Sam Darnold isn't that, but I think you'll give him at least a year to prove it. Um, and then we'll see, but like, if they want to still draft a quarterback, they can get one maybe in the second round let him sit for a year because you still have Teddy Bridgewater there. He'll probably stay uh, unless they find a trade partner and Sam Darnold there as well. So if, if Darnold doesn't, if they get Waddle and it doesn't work out with uh, Darnold this year, I think you can, you know, uh, bang the gavel on Darnold being a starting QB in the NFL. Pick number nine is the currently the Denver Broncos I have in my draft at the moment. um, But I'm going to give it to you um. Midge, what do you think about uh, pick nine? Uh, what do you see happening there?
4: Uh, so in my recent mock, if um, if Denver don't uh, take the chance and trade up with most likely being Atlanta at four, if they stick at nine and stick to their guns and just sort of see who falls to them, I mean, there could be a chance, one of the quarterbacks maybe, but I feel like someone's going to trade in front of them because the teams that are behind them know that they, they, they're they going to take a quarterback if they're available. Um, But on my... Board. They didn't have anyone there really. So I had them going for um the linebacker Mika Parsons. As much as he's got character concerns, he is arguably be the best defensive player in this draft. He he's got everything about him. Vic Fangio, is a defensive guy. I think he'll absolutely use him to a T. He'll be perfect for that fit. I can I can just see that being a fit. And Mika Parsons, as from the character concerns, is a top ten pick unanimously, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I went with my Parsons as well. I, I felt like the Broncos. I don't know whether I, I'm fooling myself, but maybe they give Drew Locke another chance. I don't think they should again, but I, I feel like they might have fooled themselves into giving him a year to do that.
0: Yeah, just for me, this is where the Falcons end up on mine when they get out of there. So for me, they take certain he's still on my board. I think that's that's pretty clear. Midge has said pretty much the same thing. It's a, it's a hole, he's a great cornerback, shows a good physicality. Uh, maybe needs to clean up, Gary might be able to correct me here, but I think he had a couple of targeting issues last season and the season before, so maybe needs to clean up a little yeah. bit technique-wise strike yeah. zone, that kind of thing, but nothing a professional coach shouldn't be able to get him up and running at that speed.
3: now what do you think on this pick? Sorry, you're breaking up for a second. Um,
1: in my draft, I didn't actually do any trades. so for me, Justin Fields is actually still sitting here on Although realistically, he probably won't be, but just in the in the, in the one I do, and I I think Fields is there. So look, I think if Fields is sitting there at nine, the Broncos just can't can pass, um, they they need a quarterback big time. And as I say, I doubt Fields will actually get that far. But you know, if he does, I have him going there.
2: You know, I have I actually have um, them going with Trey Lance. He's still on the board there at number nine. Um all the reports are saying they like Lance and they like Fields, so whoever is available at that point, they'll go with. So I think they're gonna go with Lance. Um similar to you guys, I, I don't I don't I think they've made the decision, and I think Drew Locke is not going to be the guy. Um so uh going with a new QB, Lance offers obviously a lot uh different so many different things compared to Locke, and you know the fact that he can run with the ball as well is something that they can try and uh, sort of emulates sort of similar to the Ravens and stuff like that sort of the way the league is going at the moment but let's look at, at pick number 10 uh, and that's currently at the moment is the Dallas Cowboys uh, and, and Noel I'm gonna let you go with this one who did you have a uh, g- uh, picking at number 10
1: well, I still have Patrick Sertan sitting on my board there, and I think the Cowboys just don't pass him up. I think he's he's probably I the best not. corner in. in... <laughs> yeah. he's the best corner in, in the draft. Um, and quite frankly, I think Jerry Jones would love him. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, I have Sertan still there. So I have the the, the Cowboys taking him. Guys, I I, wanna,
0: this is one of my my biggest moves. My like kind of create wildest moves. I want to see what you guys think about it. So. I have the Patriots moving up to the Cowboys spot trading up. I think two things make that happen. One, Jones is not going to take like the Falcons will and and think strategically about this. He wants mega value. He's from Texas. Everything has to be big. So he's going to want a lot of picks. The Patriots have a lot of picks this year. They have a ton of picks in this year's draft I can see them getting rid of a lot of those to go up and I reckon they move up I don't know what they're gonna have to offer them but the Cowboys are gonna get a whole heap of picks out of them luckily they're a dumpster fire so they'll probably pick useless players all over the place so Jake we don't need to be worried but I think the Patriots come up and they grab Trey Lance he's the last quarterback on my board and I reckon that's five of five of the big name quarterbacks gone in the top 10 of this Is- year's draft
3: I like the trade in a way, but I'm kind of thinking if it lands the Cowboys and like Trey Lance is still there, like let's see the uh, the Giants aren't taking a quarterback. The Eagles might do. Then there's the Chargers, the Vikings possibly, and then it's the Patriots as well. So it's it depends how the Eagles feel about. um, Well, I think
0: I think for me as well. Another, it's not necessarily who's in between them. It's the other people sitting right behind the Washington. Some other guys that are there that maybe even you could say the Raiders might want to take a quarterback if they decide cars, they want to put a bit of pressure on cars. So for me, it's one of those moves we see every so often. It's not necessarily the value of moving up to jump the guys ahead of you. It's to get ahead of the line, more of the guys behind you and make sure no one else can trade up.
3: That's fair. I did put Waddle down. I feel like the, the, the Cowboys, Jerry Jones wants to go all in on Dak Prescott. He needs even more weapons than Amari Cooper than a, a Ezekiel Elliott. He, he'll ignore the offensive line to give all them weapons for uh, for Dak.
2: It's interesting. I actually went for defense as well with the Cowboys, and they're going to stay in the pick. But I actually went with JC Horn. I thought his uh his actual personality and stuff. I think that's something that Jerry Jones is going to be attracted to. And I think that's, that's why that's why who he I have to pick
0: when they fall down. So we agree okay. on that one there.
2: Yeah. Um I do I do think probably Patrick Sertan is the better cornerback, but I don't you, you just know Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones doesn't go by like what other people think is better. He'll just do whatever he wants. He'll he might still be on his yacht. Doing picks there this year as well. He hasn't left it yet, so uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with JC Horn on that one. um But let's let's look at some other notable mentions from the rest of the draft, guys. And I want you, I want you to sort of give us if you we'll, we'll do we'll go around once, maybe twice if we have the time. And I want you to give me sort of one notable standout pick or trade uh, in the next few picks that you think is going to happen on Thursday. So I, I'll start it off and I'm going to actually go, I'm going to start with the Patriots. And I think the Patriots are actually going to trade up as well. I think they're going to trade with the Eagles to get Justin Fields. So they're going to move from 15 to 12. Because um, in my board, Justin Fields is actually still there. Um, strangely enough. Um, and I think the Eagles with their fifth, with their pick at 15 are going to get Micah Parsons as well. Um I do you know, think you guys, they are... would
0: do an in division trade. Do you think you'd help out your division rivals with a trade?
2: Well, oh, sorry, you not... I said you the
0: thought you were on... I thought you're were... you on Cowboys still. My bad, my bad. No, not a... certainly not going to trade
2: with the Cowboys, that's for sure. No, definitely not. Definitely not. But, uh, Jake, I'll go to you next. Uh, one notable mention for the rest of your draft.
3: Well, okay, in my mock draft, I had uh, zero trades because every time I started putting in a trade, I realized I was giving horrific value. I'm so bad at judging whether or not you should give up two firsts to move up ten. I don't know. I was going mad with the trades anyway. Um, So I I went and picked, similar to you, uh, Patriots. I had Trey Lance fall into them uh, that far down at whatever, 15. Um, And then I had Mac Jones fall into 19 with the the football team. I think he's a a smokescreen. I think he's going to fall.
2: Fiona, I have
0: think? I have one thing that might make uh, Noel happy. I have uh, Rashad Bateman falling to them at wide receiver. I think you guys should be pretty happy with him. And my, before, just in case we don't get around, I do have a hot take for this draft. And that is that, once again, the Green Bay Packers will not select an offensive player in the first round. I don't know if they'll trade out. I could see them trading out at the moment on my board. I have them taking a Samuel jr. Uh mostly because of the trades, the trades that I proposed in the, in the mock draft wouldn't be accepted by anyone to try and get them out of, I can see them getting out of the first round altogether and gone with kind of linemen and pieces on the defense. So yeah, that's my hot take. I don't think the green Bay Packers are going to select an offensive player again this year to help out with uh, Aaron Rodgers.
2: Uh, Major, what do you think? What, give us one notable mention for the rest of the draft that you've done with your <clears throat> mock.
4: Uh, so One notable mention for me is more later on in the draft. Now, I've got this guy on my 50 big board ranked at 23. He's um, he's a linebacker, at, linebacker out of uh, Kentucky at Jamon Davis. He just reminds me of Darius Leonard. He is a tackling machine. He is absolutely everywhere. And I really think, because I mean, I, I hate this team, the Saints. I mean, if you've watched listened to the podcast, they're Judas to me. You know, they're our rivals. But he absolutely makes sense uh, with New Orleans if they stay at 28, because they've traded out before, I think, the past few years. But um, Jamon Davis at 28 would be a very New Orleans pick, and they would very utilise him very well. And I'm very high on Jamon Davis, Um you know, with like Zabin Collins and Mika Parsons, I really like him. He's one of my favourite draft prospects. So I actually have him going in the first round where not a lot of people have triggered that yet. So that's my hot take on that one.
2: Perfect. Uh, Gary, let me know a notable, notable move that you're making in your uh, in your mock I don't think he has any moves left in his market. He's, he's on the let. He's,
0: he's recalculating everything after this
2: discussion. I think when he said, when I said he's getting Justin Fields, I think he lost it then.
0: He's, he lost it. Oh, he's back! Is he? He's moving on my screen. I'm you back, just hey? to
5: how you saw notes from where you are, like how, you, like we have the exact same trade, the exact same like team, exact same spot of how like. That's great minds. Um, that's great I you know moments, how feel it feels from the discussion on. But it, if somehow we get Justin Fields, there's going to be a party in Badriggins on Thursday night, <laughs> you won't see me for God knows how long. Like, you finally get to QB in the future. Um, that's the main trade, I'm thinking. Um, I see Washington making a few phone calls to move up. And um, for a quarterback, somehow they dropped that for But, um, and just a little note on, uh, again, what Fionn said about the Green Bay Packers, just to troll them, I have them taking Terrence Marshall out of uh, LSU, the wide receiver, because we all know they're not taking offensive weapons, but it was just to troll them a little bit.
2: To be fair, actually, I agreed with Fionn, I had them taking Caleb Farley. I had them taking Jenkins to tackle. (laughs) Well, at least you're doing something to help. That's
3: offensive. Yeah, you're doing something to help. Might catch a little tight end dump or something (laughs) on the jumbo package. (laughs)
0: Maybe I just think there's too much, like we've touched on before, there's just too much weapons in wide receiver to take one towards the end of the first round. They're going to be sitting there at the end of the second round. Take the best value that you need at that position. I don't, I don't, the wide receivers are overvalued at that point.
2: Yeah, no, uh, what let me know, do you have any uh surprising, notable um uh, draft choices or trades? It, but I actually
1: went, like, i have Lincoln's gone to the Bears at 20, but the way it works out in reality, I'm thinking if, if any of the backs do slide a bit, any of the you know, fields, or even Mac, if he doesn't go there, if any of them slide, I so watch the Bears because um, Ryan Pace has shown that he, he likes trying a draft. I think he's probably tried it up in every draft in the last five years or something. I need to check. But anyway, my taste is ready to give up all to try and get up and get one of them. So it could be a very interesting draft for the Bears. if if
3: I hope for your sake, Noel, that they do trade up and get yourself a quarterback, because I don't think I can watch Andy Dalton try out there for so much more longer. How, how smug my Packers friends are. I just can't have it. Like, I just couldn't have it jake i have a quick question for you
0: probably
1: looking at the anyway.
3: yeah probably if you want
0: i, have a, quick, up, I have a quick question for you you're a betting man as we know on this on this a questionable betting man but, Oof, uh, yes
3: very questionable
0: what do you think of a bet of five cornerbacks to go in the first round that's five a lot of por- cornerbacks in my memory they so don't you... always go first rounders.
3: So what's the bet here? You're saying that there will be. A no, I'm, a-
0: I'm asking you. I'm asking I'm just... you like Paddy Power. I'm not putting any money on this. I'm if saying. Paddy what Power you have it?
3: an over under and it's five. I'm going under. You're going under. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yes. I think it's going to
2: be an offensive first round. I have Here's... five in my mock draft. Here's one. Do any running backs go in the first round? No. Najee Harris. Maybe if somebody yes. wants to go to him. Who takes him though? Who takes
5: him?
4: Yeah. I mean I have Harris going to I think Miami are good suitors. I don't oh. think don't rule them out. I think they can afford to take him not not at um 6 obviously but 18. Um they've got so much ammo in these next two or three drafts. They can afford to take if they think Najee's that that talented, and I think obviously Tua would be absolutely ecstatic if Najee's there. And I think the, probably the best suitor out of them all is probably Pittsburgh at twenty-four. Um they need a running back. Um but I do think Najee um, yeah, goes in the first. Pittsburgh. And there is a little bit yeah, there's a little bit of buzz with Etienne, maybe to go into Buffalo. Um, but it does depend. But I I I can't see Najee mm-hmm. going to round two. I think he goes round one.
2: Yeah, I, I, I would think Najee would go either two. The Steelers or the Jaguars. I thought mm. maybe Jaguars might pick him up because they could do with with some running back there. I think who was a, it was a Robinson last year who was their rookie running back that did really well. So they might want to get another guy there on board too to help them to help them out. Now, one more actually, just before we go, a quick one because um, because Noel, you are a Bears fan, and I want to get your opinion on this in my mock draft because I got a little bit of flack for this. I went
0: job. It's a troll job. <laughs> did I do it to
2: <laughs> troll? Did I do it because I think they might actually yeah, it's troll, do it? <laughs> you know, you never know. You'll find out Thursday. But I said that the Bears will go and draft Kyle Trask.
4: My co host would love you. He's all over <laughs> Kyle Trask. He absolutely oh. loves Kyle Trask. <laughs> yeah. He's going to the Bears as well. So. I know he'll 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 like that shout out. I don't personally, but
1: <laughs> I think I think I think number one or the the first round is too soon for Trask. I mean, never rule out Ryan the Pace and round his desperation for a quarterback. But it's, I mean, I'm I'm actually yeah, <laughs> a lot of the Bears fans. Are down. I don't think Trask is 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 a bad player to talk about, and I actually wouldn't be against if he came in in the second. So... He gives you a I think Trask is a decent player. He's not slow as people make him out to be, and his arms isn't as weak as people make it out to be. And I, I mean, i be above him. I think in the pocket, he very rarely has a clean pocket, but he still makes the throws. I know people say, "Oh, he has Tony," and he still gets the ball out there. So I think he's a decent player. I think he's a little bit underrated. Uh, uh, I think ordinarily you'd be looking at three or four, but given the strange season it is for quarterbacks, I wouldn't be surprised to.
0: So, Noel, who do you have going to the Bears just before we finish because we haven't actually touched on that? In round one? Yeah. Yeah. To, uh, to Jenkins and tackle.
3: That makes sense. The Bears... Yeah, the Bears have really bad offensive line as we all know. So it would <laughs> certainly help out my dynasty team had the, the Bears have a better, better offensive line.
2: Why, do you yeah. have uh, Montgomery as your running back? I blame
3: Connor. Connor made me uh, trade for David Montgomery. We hadn't got a quarterback. We still have a terrible team, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's fair enough. Well, look, I think that's uh, a Wait, good place. No, Darren. Fion,
3: how confident are you in your five quarterback, a cornerback analysis in the first round? Uh, Well, I'll give you, I'll give you. Oh, we're not doing odds now, Jesus! Because I didn't get odds on my terrible bet that I. No, no, that's I wasn't going
0: to do odds. I'll,
3: I'll put. We go to Pitia
0: yeah put a pitcher on okay, okay go yeah, ahead okay. you can win no your you can win your pitcher back
2: yeah yeah well, see i i'm kind of in the middle i in my mock draft i have exactly 5 going that's so what i'm saying five I have, or but,
3: more yeah i have under 5 you have five or more but hold yeah, so on I'll...
0: that's much that's much better for you so if i win you owe me two pitchers that seems fair like you yeah. anything under 5 you win so that means
3: well yeah but hang on we also haven't played the season so we don't know if the giants are going to sweep the football team
0: yet so <laughs> Two pitchers. It's two pitchers if you want then. It's i a... no, I'm not doing
3: two pitchers. I can't do to to one two, two to one. <laughs> You don't know how many pitchers are already out of people. I'm, I'm terrible at this gambling thing. <laughs> <laughs> one pitcher one pitcher is all I'm giving you if you win it. That's a that's a terrible bet for me then. Like it's five five picks. And you no. only have to get
0: less than. That's good. Okay, it we
3: matters. we'll split a pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you That's all See, <laughs> you, I, I don't just, I
0: don't just run into bets, really, nearly start throwing money around. I try and get good odds. You know, gamble first,
2: think later. Everybody think knows. Later. It. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Just to let you know, this show does not endorse betting, especially bad betting by these two. This, know go. <laughs> this guy does go. This guy.
3: So, Fiona, are we one pitcher or no pitchers? Are we not doing the bet? Or are we doing the bet?
0: Yeah, we'll do the bet. It's a it's a bad deal, but your deal on the other side is bad as well. So Even we'll call it a more. pitcher. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Cool. Okay, perfect. So one pitcher bet for over or five, five or, or, or over. over. Five or or actually, over. aren't we
0: trying to get five a Guinness sponsorship? We should do like a
2: six pack of Guinness. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It's been right here all day. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm still waiting on that DM. You can send it anytime. DMs are open. DMs are open. You, you can <laughs> supply the pitchers. It's slide right yeah. in. There we go. Nah, nobody wants to... a pitcher of Guinness. Come yeah. on. <laughs> it pictures <laughs> beautifully. Mm, delicious. Stop. You can't say it. Now we just lost a sponsorship. No, but I'll drink,
3: I'll drink five pints of Guinness, but I won't have a pitcher of Guinness in front of me. That's doing an injustice.
2: But anyway, before we start turning into a beer podcast, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Um, before we go, uh, Midge, where can uh, anyone listening find your podcast?
4: Uh, so we are on a lot of uh, platforms so the major ones being spotify apple podcasts and these are we've got I think we've got nine platforms in total if you look on our pages on instagram which is at, at mknfl podcast and we are also on twitter at keg uh, midge as well so if you guys check that out and like i say we've got a lot of content like you guys have been for uh, for the drafts and stuff so we've got a lot coming up this week so uh and even a live stream on thursday night so that, that's where you can find us
2: Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. Uh, And Noel, uh, where can Bears fans find you there on Twitter? They'll find me there
1: at at the Irish Bears
2: one. Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. Uh, And guys, make sure if you are uh, watching us on YouTube, can you please like this video and subscribe to the Dynamo Podcast Network. That is where you'll find our podcast each and every time we upload a new one. Also, the exact same way uh, for the audio version too. Just search dynamo podcast network wherever you get your podcasts and you will find us there so make sure you uh, follow and subscribe to uh mitch gary noel thanks so much for coming on today i hope you guys enjoy the draft thanks a lot
4: thank you very much yeah really enjoyed it thanks for having me no problem no
2: problem uh, if you are watching the draft live on thursday you have a a plethora of options to to go on, because if you want, you can tune in to uh, Midge and the Keg's live stream, like you was just saying there, so follow their socials to be kept up to date. If you want to also, uh, you can go to the Irish Bear Show on YouTube on Thursday, because we will be part of that live stream too, giving air instant reactions as the picks come in. So we're really looking forward to that too. But until then, stay safe and we will speak to you after the draft.